listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 26th of April. The ongoing tensions with China are set to take centre stage this week in the ongoing election campaign. It comes as the latest news poll shows Scott Morrison has extended his lead as preferred Prime Minister. His approval rating has increased to 46%, while Anthony Albanese remains unchanged at 37 as the opposition leader continues to isolate with COVID. But Labor still leads the way on the two-party preferred basis, 53 to 47. Meantime, Defence Minister Peter Dutton has issued a new warning over China. A controversial security deal between the Solomon Islands and China has increased concerns that China could establish a military presence in the South Pacific. Speaking on Channel 9, Mr Dutton says we're in a similar time to the 1930s and we need to learn from history. The only way uh, that you can you can preserve peace is, is to prepare for war and to be strong as a country, not to cow and not to, you know, be on bended knee and be, you know, weak. But Labor's Tanya Plibersek has hit back at the controversial comments, telling Channel 10 the Morrison government has failed on national security by allowing the Solomon Islands deal to go through. This is a government that has left us dangerously exposed. They've allowed China to sign a security agreement with the Solomon Islands, uh, on their watch. How long are you going to look around for someone to blame? You've been in government for almost a decade. We're not. Today, Labor will unveil its plans to improve our relationship with our Pacific neighbours. The opposition will unveil a $6.5 million plan to set up a defence school to train soldiers from Fiji, Tonga, Papua New Guinea, Vanuatu and the Solomon Islands. Just one week after Australia's cruise ship ban was lifted, there's already been a COVID outbreak on a vessel off WA. Ten passengers and two crew caught COVID while on the Coral Discoverer, which was travelling from Darwin to WA. Nine people remain in isolation and have now been transferred to hotel quarantine in Broome. The Coral Discoverer is the first cruise ship to operate in Australia in two years. Aged care employees are taking their fight for better pay and conditions to the Fair Work Commission today. Workers in Queensland, South Australia and WA are asking for a 25% wage increase as they gear up for a pre-election strike. Here's Jared Hayes from the Health Services Union. People are grossly underpaid. Uh, the attraction and retention abilities are not there. And I think the pandemic has shown how important aged care is and that should be reflected in the remuneration that aged care workers are receiving. Overseas now and five train stations have been hit in central and western Ukraine. Russian forces are bombing rail infrastructure to disrupt arms supplies from other countries. Meantime, US Secretary of State Antony Blinken has declared Russia is failing and Ukraine is succeeding in the ongoing war after a secret trip to meet with Ukraine's president. Antony Blinken sat down with Vladimir Zelensky in Kyiv, the US committing hundreds hundreds of millions of dollars in extra foreign military financing and ammunition. And in breaking news this morning, the world's richest man, Elon Musk, is set to buy Twitter. The social media giant's board has agreed to a $61 billion takeover, with Elon saying he is the right person to unlock the social media firm's extraordinary potential. He's called for a number of changes, including relaxing content restrictions and getting rid of fake accounts. Shareholders now need to vote on the deal. 
Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to New South Wales and a town in the state's Hunter Valley is on edge after a terrifying sex attack. A woman was knocked unconscious and raped by two men who broke into her home in Singleton. As David Dolan reports, residents have now been warned to lock their doors over fears the attackers could strike again. This crime has really got the community of Singleton worried, Tash. The victim was getting ready for bed when she heard a noise last Thursday night. The 32-year-old was then confronted by the masked men armed with a knife who knocked her out and sexually assaulted her. The Telegraph is reporting the woman doesn't know her attackers who remain on the run this morning. Detectives are trying to work out if the attack was targeted or opportunistic. To South Australia now, more than a dozen arrests have been made in Adelaide after a number of violent attacks in the CBD over the weekend. A Victorian man was fatally stabbed with police now issuing a warning. Reporter Sean Maynard has the latest from Adelaide. Yeah, 13 men and teenagers have been arrested in Adelaide CBD after the fatal stabbing of a Victorian man yesterday morning. The 25-year-old victim was allegedly chased down and attacked while on the ground near a UniSA building at the intersection of North Terrace and George Street. The attackers ran down the victim and when he fell, he was stabbed while he was on the ground and uh, assaulted. Assistant Police Commissioner John Vendito there. 13 males were taken into custody. They'll face court today, including another Victorian man. Several were found with weapons like knives and a machete. SA's Premier Peter Malinowskis has weighed in. People should be able to walk through our city uh, with confidence that they're uh, in a safe environment. Two cars were also seized following an operation targeting feuding youth gangs of Sudanese heritage that's been going on for months now. There are fears of more bloodshed, though. Police haven't ruled out making more arrests. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. It's a short but very important week ahead this week in finance, of course, with the inflation numbers out tomorrow, and it's set to confirm just how much we're paying for everyday items. Josh, good morning. Isn't that the story? It's not going to be a big surprise when the inflation number is high. We all know how much we're paying for petrol, groceries, almost everything these days. But the number in black and white when it comes out, I think will still startle a few people just by the kind of reality of it. Something, something about having that confirmed is a big deal. The expectations are for 4.5 or 4.6% for the annual inflation number, the highest inflation number we will have had for many, many, many years. And as I said, not a surprise to anybody, but somehow seeing it in black and white is a bit of a shock. Yeah, and why we really care about that, of course, the increasing price of basically everything at the moment, Scott, but also Mm. its impact on interest rates. And this is going to be a really fascinating one because economists have been slowly winding in their expectations of when the rate rise will be announced by the RBA. No one's wondering when it'll happen or if it'll happen, sorry. The big question is when it will happen. And the, the forecasts were for kind of June, July, there's a few economists and a few senior well-known economists now saying the RBA really has no reason to wait and not do it next week, which would be right in the middle of an election campaign, the first time since 2007 that a rate rises coincided with an election campaign. And of course, lots of political ramifications, but as you say, more important for the rest of us, uh, lots of financial ramifications, paying off the mortgage. Savers, of course, hoping they're a bit more on their savings in the bank account. So there is some positive news to rising rates, uh, but another kick in the guts. People are already paying higher prices, as you say. Yeah, 100%, Scott. And also concerning news from the US with ongoing talk of a recession as soon as 2024. Yeah, we're kind of seeing the future a little bit here, Tash. And this is uh, uh, ironic in one sense, but also un- not unexpected. 
part of the inflation problem is, okay, well, you've got to put rates up quickly. The US Fed saying they're going to put rates up possibly by half a percentage point in one single meeting to try and knock inflation on their head. The other side of this is if they do that too quickly and for too long, they actually might be sowing the seeds of the next recession. You've got to kill off inflation. You can't let it run rampant. But if you dampen economic activity too much, all of a sudden you find yourself pushing an economy back into recession, which is kind of, you know, it's it's the worst of both worlds, having high inflation and then uh, contracting economic growth and all the unemployment and, and business failures that would create. So it's a real challenge for policymakers. It's going to be uh, interesting in, in the Chinese proverbial way that you know, we're going to have mm. a situation where, you know, it'd be fascinating to watch, but with real world consequences, inflation is too high. Interest rates need to go up to kill that inflation off. But if they do too much, then we may actually find ourselves having to deal with with a recession as a result of that. Challenging times ahead indeed. Scott, thank you. Thanks, Tash. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett. The biggest AFL crowd since the start of the pandemic watched the Magpies and Bombers play a thrilling Anzac Day clash at the G yesterday. Yes, good morning, Tasha. It was an absolute cracker. More than 84,000 fans watched the lead go back and forth yesterday. In the end, the Magpies got the job done by 11 points. Jack Ginevan won the Anzac medal. Hard to miss him with his peroxide uh, hair, and he is a, a bit of a controversial figure. Came under fire after round one for his celebration in the rooms after they beat the Saints. He had a GoPro and was certainly talking things up. Well, he can talk a lot this morning because he kicked five goals yesterday, and the 19-year-old says he loves the big stage. I try to myself out there and um, yeah lucky enough today I had a good game and uh, yeah an incredible win by the boys I love when people doubt me and you know it gives me the edge to go out and show show them what I've got. Teammate Nathan Kruger looks like his season could be over with a shoulder injury he set for scans this morning at the Swans. Lance Franklin could be in trouble for making contact with an umpire in their come from behind win over the Hawks in Launceston yesterday. Buddy bumped into the ump while trying to play on after a free kick and coach John Longmire gave us an update on Paddy McCartan, who suffered yet another concussion yesterday. The docs ruled him out, so I'm not sure what the result of those were. They just said he's feeling good, uh, but we're not going to put him back on. So it means one week, but hopefully no more for Paddy McCartan. Yeah, and in the NRL, a record-breaking win, Brett, for the Melbourne Storm over the Warriors last night. Yeah, absolutely smashed them 70-10. to 10. That's their biggest win over the Warriors and the most points they've ever scored at uh, Amy Park. They were sensational after halftime. Up until the main break, though, it was a pretty close affair. And then Xavier Coates ran in four tries. Ryan Pappenhausen, two. Uh, Coach Craig Bellamy says they faced a weakened opposition. The Warriors had a lot of things go wrong for them in the second half. Now, obviously, with those injuries, I don't date anyone on the bench. And obviously, that was a pretty serious injury to Dallin. And, you know, that sort of put a sombre mood on them. Now, the Dragons season is back on track after they upset the Roosters yesterday at the uh, SCG. Anthony Griffin, though, isn't too happy that Roosters winger Danielle Tupo uh, wasn't sin-binned or sent off. He collected uh, Michaeli Ravalawa with a high shot. He's also unhappy Griffin with a tackle on Jaden Sewer. He's set for scans today on an ankle injury. Yeah, I have got an issue with that. I've got more of an issue with the other one. You would have got two years in jail at Magic Round last year for that. I'm, I'm serious. Drop back on last player, 30 metres to decide where to tackle. It was direct contact with the head. I don't understand the rules. And Tash reports this morning Justin Langer has uh, missed out uh, on uh, becoming the next coach of England. They're reportedly looking to split the role into the red and white ball teams. Simon Kadich, a former teammate of Justin Langer, is believed to be in the frame to take on one of those roles. Another massive weekend in sport. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. 
And a 99-year-old World War II veteran has taken to the skies again, all in the name of charity. Kate Orchard from Cornwall in the UK was a plotter during the war, helping to monitor aircraft, and this week took to the skies again with her family proudly watching on. Kate is raising money for Help for Heroes, a charity that supports wounded veterans and their families. Kate adding, it's important all ex-military personnel are looked after. Well done. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. 